0: to another Sabbath school. Um, as, as always, uh, we kneel and invite God's presence with us. Amen. All right. So this morning, Romario introduced um, some the topic, uh, interpretation. Um, it's a very, very important uh, topic because without it, you can't know what God is doing and you can't do what God is doing. Amen. All right. And so on the first page from uh, letter 47, it says, let no, ma- let no one's interpretation of what? Of prophecy rob you of what? Conviction. conviction of the knowledge. You could stop there, right? Yeah. Don't let nobody's interpretation of prophecy rob you of first conviction. Mm. Conviction of what? Of truth, so. of sin, and of righteousness, and of Church. judgment. It says conviction of the knowledge of what? Of events, yes. right? So it's another thing of events, which shows that what? This great event, the great, this great event is near at So let no man rob you of the interpretation of the signs that points to the end, right? And this this is what Matthew 24 says, right? We have to know the signs, right? And so in order to know the signs, we must be able to interpret them. Amen? Amen. All right. Next quote. Romario read that. I still want to go over it. It says, "Those Those who are engaged in proclaiming the third angel's message are searching the scriptures upon the same plan that Father Miller adopted. In the little book entitled Views of the Prophecies and Prophetic Chronology, Father Miller gives the few what? Um, Simple simple and? But? right. I want us to focus on the word simple. Because that's what it is. Amen? The rules are? Therefore the interpretations should be be simple. Amen. The entrance, um, the Bible says, the law of the Lord is perfect, making wise the simple. Amen? Continuing on. Simple but intelligent and important rules for what? Bible study and? Interpretation. interpretation. So there's rules for interpretation. Drop down to the last um, sentence. It says, The above is a portion of, of these rules, and in our study of the Bible we shall what? Some. We shall all do well to heed the principles set forth. So, to interpret, you need what? Principles. principles. Amen? Let's go to the next slide. Education 123 says, the Bible contains what? All Some order. of the principles. All. all the principles that men need to do what? Understand. To understand in order to be fitted for which life? This life or for the life to come. And these principles may be understood by just a few of us who stand here and preach every Sabbath. All. No. Right? It may be understood by all. There's nothing that I st- I'm standing here and doing that any of us should not be able to stand here and do, which is interpret and share what the Lord has in- helped you interpret. Amen? Amen. All right. We all have that ability. Right? Continuing on. Same um, education 123. Every principle in God's words has its place. place. Every fact, its what? Bearing. Its bearing. And this is one of Miller's rules, right? Mm-hmm. All right. And the complete structure, and the complete structure in design and execution bears the testimony of its author. Such a structure, no man, no mind, but that of what? Infinite. Of the infinite could conceive or fashion. So the whole structure comes from whom? From God. Amen. Amen. No human mind could f- could fashion the structure in which the Bible is written, which means no human mind could help us to break down the structure. Amen. Right? And interpret it. Amen? It was a house built without hands, Amen. God, so Praise God. Genesis 40 and verse 8, Romario read that. It says, Do not interpretation belong to God? To God. Daniel 2 and verse 45. The bold part says, the great what? The great God God hath made known to the king what shall come to pass hereafter. And the dream is certain, and the what? Interpretation Interpretation thereof is sure. sure. Amen? So it's sure. Let's continue. It brings to mind 1 Peter 119. Amen? Amen. Now this series of verses, we're only reading the bold. If you look at it, it tells a story. Right? It says, we have also a more... Show sure a word of prophecy. For prophecy came not in old time by the will of? Man. But. But what? No, no, no. Go to the next line. Skip that. Oh, that, that's what you just read? Ah, come on. You beat me to it. All right. But God hath revealed them unto us by his? Okay, let's read it again. Let's read it again. We have a more show sure word of? Prophecy. prophecy. For prophecy came not in old time by the will of? man, but God had revealed them to us by his spirit. Spirit. The revelation of Jesus Christ, which God gave unto him to show unto his servants by his angel. We're only reading the bold here. Right? To show unto his servants by whom? By his? Let's go on to the next bold. And I heard a what? Which called and said what? Gabriel. Gabriel, his angel. Make this man to what? To interpret the vision. Or uh, interpret the vision for this man. Amen. Amen? Nice little story that you tell from the scriptures. Prophecy comes from God. God gives it to his spirit. His spirit gives it to man. Amen? Amen? All right. rule here, we have to learn
1: how to use as well. Just take parts and parts and parts. And then just makes one. Amen. Because Christ did the same thing
0: as well. I found that it comes to mind when you study. Amen. And you just, just jot it down. And practice it. You have to practice it. Right? So, Education 123. We read that quote already, but I want to take another portion that I didn't highlight previously. It says, every principle in the word of God has its place. Every fact, it's bearing. This part. And the what? The complete structure in what? Design and execution bears the testimony of what? Okay. Can somebody... If anyone wants to try, what do you get from this? The bold part. Anybody? It's not rocky science, right? uh, Whatever you simply get from it.
1: Yes. God's God's character is in his words.
0: God's character is in his words. That's true. Amen. The
1: sanctuary.
0: Okay, he gets the sanctuary. Design and execution, the sanctuary, any, any other thoughts? The Bible. All right. Who's the author? Who's the author of the book of Genesis? So the book of Genesis bears the testimony of Moses. Right? I'm not going to Christ. It's for a reason. Right? So the book of Acts bears the testimony of Luke. It bears Luke's character. Is that what you said? Yeah. Right. That's the the structure of that book. Is the structure of the man that wrote it. Yeah. So what does that say about the Book of Daniel? It bears Daniel's character. It bears Daniel's uh, uh, testimony. Mm-hmm. So when Daniel wrote what he wrote in there, he wrote it according to his own mind and according to what was impressed upon him. Therefore, what was impressed upon when when Daniel wrote something. He wrote specifically for a reason, because that's what his character brought to the writing of that text. Luke was very, not Luke, Luke was a doctor. He wrote in chronological, meticulous nature. Mark, on the other hand, was a layman. Mark, yeah, he's short and sweet, right? Mark is talking to every, you know, a child, and he just lays it out, right? So every every book in the Bible has the character of the writer itself, not... Yes, we know God is the overall author, but he has the character of the writer in it. Amen? Go ahead, Wes.
1: Yeah, uh, this week we, uh, we were reading something from YRP 225.3. And it says, the stamps of minds are different. All do not understand expressions and statements alike. Some understand the statements of scriptures to suit their own particular minds and cases. Uh, propositions, prejudices, and passions have a strong influence to darken understanding and confuse the mind, even in reading the words of the Holy Writ. The Bible is written by inspired men, but it is not God's mode of thought and expression. It is, it is that of humanity. God, as a writer, is not represented. Men will often say such an expression is not like God, but God has not put himself in words, in logic, and rhetoric on trial in the Bible. The writers of the Bible were God's penmen, not his pen. Look at the different writers. It is not the words of the Bible that are inspired, but the men that were inspired. Inspiration acts not on, not on the man's words or his expressions, but on the man himself, who under the influence of the Holy Ghost is imbued with thoughts, but the words and thoughts receive the impress of the indi- individual mind, the divine mind is diffused. divine mind and will is combined with the human mind and will. Thus, the utterances of the man are the word
0: of God. Amen. There's one place where God wrote. Okay. Because it's his what? It's his character. Exactly. Right? The words that are written is the character of the man. Amen. So the book of Daniel bears Daniel's character. So we're going to go through the book of Daniel, and we're going to highlight a few things in the book of Daniel to show what Daniel brought to the book of Daniel. All right? Go ahead, Rashad. Oh, yeah, <coughs> yeah um, it also came to mind, uh,
1: the many, many text of your parson, because that was also written with the finger of God. Yes. Because
0: from, um, it says... Daniel says it right there. Yes. that It was written with the finger of God. So a bloodless hand. So, Amen. That is also the character. What about, what All right. By God's grace, we'll get to that. I have a, a thought on that. What about when he revealed his character to Moses? That was a
1: What did he give him on the mount? Yeah. Yeah. That was the talking when he revealed himself when he asked to see it.
0: Yeah. What did he give him? He gave him the Lord, the Lord God, merciful, long suffering. Right. He gave him his character, and where do you find that? The law is holy and just and good, good. right? It's it's still the law. You follow? Yeah, yeah, you following? Are you following? Answer, please. Okay. Thank you. Yeah,
1: she says that the law of God is a transcript of his
0: of character. his character.
1: So yeah, those those
0: who are So what you should see in God's law is long suffering, merciful. merciful but will by no means clear the guilty. Amen? Because the law demands blood. All right? All right, so in the book of Daniel, there is a couple words that Daniel uses, right? And he used them twice, but he used them differently. Uh, He used different words to... to, He used a different Hebrew word for that word, right? So we're going to go through these things, and we're going to see how Daniel stamped his character in in the book, and how be, just because of that, it gives you uh, an assurance that God was leading, and it does give you something to stand on. Okay. So the word sanctuary, right? I know Ramari said I was going to go through the daily today. I'm not going to go through the daily too much, right? Because I have two presentations on that I want to put on in succession. So I'm not. I don't. I'm not. I don't intend to teach part of it and then wait another two or three weeks before I teach the other part. So, But we will touch on just some aspects of it, some t- thoughts of it. Um, so in Daniel 8, the Bible says, Yea, he magnified himself into the prince of the host, and by him the daily was taken away, and the place of his sanctuary was cast down. Was cast down. So we're highlighting the word sanctuary here in this text. So he uses it here in eight eleven. And he uses it again in 1131. It says, An arm shall stand on his part, and they shall pollute the sanctuary of strength, and shall take away the daily, and they shall place the abomination that maketh desolate. desolate." I draw a line through the word sacrifice. I want us to get used to not saying that word. Uh, It makes a big difference to say daily and daily sacrifice. I want us to get used to not using that word. Because counsel says it was supplied by? Man's wisdom. All right. So, the word Daniel used for sanctuary here comes from the Strong's H four seven two zero, and it's pronounced Mikdash. Right, mm-hmm. and it means uh, just go to the bowl, a sanctuary. Whether what? Whether of Jehovah or of idols. So, when Daniel uses this word, it could mean an idol sanctuary, mm-hmm. or it could mean God's God. sanctuary. Everyone's following? Mm-hmm. All right, this is important. So let's continue on. The other place where he uses the word sanctuary, it says, Then I heard one saint speaking, and another saint said unto that certain saint, which speak, How long shall be the vision concerning the daily and the transgression of desolation to give both the what? Sanctuary, sanctuary and the host to be trodden on the foot. Yeah. Daniel 9.26 says, And after three score and two weeks the Messiah sh- shall the Messiah be cut off, "...shall Messiah be cut off, but not for himself, and the people of the prince that shall come shall destroy the city and the what? Sanctuary, Sanctuary. and the end thereof shall be with a flood, and unto the end of the what? Desolations are determined." determined. That word sanctuary comes from Strong's H6944, and it's pronounced Kodesh, right? Ko, K-O-D-E C a Kodesh. Okay. And that means a what? A sacred place or thing. thing right? It means a hollowed thing. thing or a holy thing. thing. Right? I didn't trace this whole this this word thing, but if you go through the Bible, who 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 um who, who was the holy thing? Christ. Christ. And who placed the holy thing in Mary? Okay, so which means this word, sanctuary, could only be tied up to heaven. Amen. Everybody's following? Yeah. Because it's um, who hollowed the Sabbath? God the only God sanctuary. could hollow, only God could make holy. So the first word, sanctuary, um, I didn't write it down. I'm not going to write it. Down. The first word, sanctuary, I'm going to ask us to use our green. It means either a uh, uh, pagan sanctuary. Or God's sanctuary. But this word sanctuary Mm -hmm. can only be attributed to whom? To God. So when Daniel wrote this, what was he trying to do? uh, He was trying to give us an idea, a distinction in terms of what he's talking about. Right? So if we go back, um, oh man, I don't have it here. I don't know how to go back on this thing. All right. if we go back to Daniel 8, uh, 11, somebody read out. No. Daniel eight eleven. Go to Daniel eight eleven, and someone please read it. All right, so it says he magnified himself even to the prince of the... Who is that talking about? Who magnified themselves unto the prince of the hosts? Paganism, Paganism. Paganism, right? And it says, and the place of what? Sanctuary. His sanctuary. Whose sanctuary? Is... Mm-hmm. No, it's yeah. Exactly. His sanctuary yes. is paganism's sanctuary. Yes. So Daniel used the word mictash. Because Mikdash could be an idol sanctuary or God's sanctuary. What determines whether it's an idol sanctuary or God's sanctuary? Context. Context, Right? So you go in there, you read the context, and it tells you this cannot be God's sanctuary. It's associated with the taking away of the, of the daily. Right? Now, I know I haven't taught the daily, right? Right? We do, we should have an understanding of the daily. We've been in this message long enough, right? The things I'm going to teach on the daily should not be new, right? So, so right there, Daniel makes this distinction between Kodesh and Mikdash, Mikdash, right? One representing God's sanctuary, the other representing a pagan sanctuary or God's sanctuary. So, when you go to Daniel, what we just read here in Daniel 8.13, it says, To give both the sanctuary and the host to be trodden on the foot. Take that word that if you take the meaning of mikdash, or uh, 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 sorry, quote yes mikdash, and put it in this text, right? It could mean God's sanctuary or a pagan sanctuary. Yeah. Does a pagan sanctuary apply to this text? Daniel eight thirteen. Can you does the daily and paganism take away the pagan sanctuary and the host? Uh, not take away, but um, trot it underfoot. No. no, right? So. Miller's rules, right? When you find your meaning, what do you do? Bring it to the text. And if it makes good sense, you cannot be in error. Right? So right there, that sanctuary has to be whose sanctuary? God's sanctuary. Amen? Then when you get to Daniel 9.26, it says, He shall destroy the city and the sanctuary. And we know that is pointing to 70 A.D. Amen? Which is whose sanctuary? God's sanctuary. So Daniel made it a point to use these words. He made it a point to let us, the readers, and, and, and granted that you don't need the Hebrew to know that. Mm-hmm. What I just did was take the, mean, take the context, put it in there, and you could see already that, that's man, that, All right, So you don't need the Hebrew, but the Hebrew adds a layer mm-hmm. that dries the nail even for the home. Amen? I was 811. Okay. Okay. It's not on the page here. Let's continue. Daniel used this double meaning, these double words again, when he talks about the taking away of the daily. Right? So let's go into it. It says, Yea, he magnified himself, even to the prince of the host, and by him the daily was taken away, and the place of his sanctuary cast down. Now this word here, take away, taken away, comes from the Hebrew words H7 311. And this is all about interpretation, right? Keep that in mind. Amen? It says room, right? It's the word room, and it means the bowl says to be high, to exalt, to lift up on, to make on, to set up on, to high, right? Hold up, and the last one is to set up, right? So all these things is referring to putting something up. Everyone's following? So when it says, "He shall take away what, what comes to mind, he shall what? Lift up the daily." Mm-hmm. Everyone's following. All right. So on to the next one. Daniel 11:31, and uh, um, oh I have it twice. Mm-hmm. Shouldn't be there twice. The other one should be Daniel 12 12:11, uh, I think it is. Yeah, right? So it says, "An arm shall stand on his part and they shall pollute the sanctuary of strength, string and shall what? Take away the daily, and they shall place the abomination that maketh desolate. And if you go to Daniel 12, 11, it just says, And from the time that the, da- that the daily shall be taken away, and the abomination of desolation set up, shall be a thousand two hundred and ninety days. And that word, takeaway, is the same word, takeaway, as in Daniel 11, 31. And it comes from the Hebrew word H5493. And it's pronounced sir. All right? So when you're lifting up, it's room. Right? But this one, sir, let's go into it. It means to pluck away. Or, I'm just reading the bowl to remove. Right? To pluck away or to. Remove. So taking this understanding, go back in the text. It says, an arm shall stand on his part, and they shall pollute the sanctuary of strength, and shall remove or pluck up the daily. Right and then what? They then ye shall place the abomination that maketh desolate. desolate. Amen? Amen. All right. So and the last one says, and from the time the daily shall be, and from the time that the daily um, shall be plucked up or rooted up, shall be a thousand two hundred and days. three score days. Amen. I'm um, ninety days. Yes. Thank you. So another place he uses it is in the word vision. When Daniel uses the word vision, he uses two different words, Hebrew words, to say vision. In Daniel 8, verses 13, it says, Then I heard one saint speaking, and another saint said unto that certain saint we speak, How long shall be the vision concerning what? The daily and the transgression of desolation, to give both the sanctuary and the host to be trodden underfoot?' foot. And he said unto me, Unto 2,300 days, then shall the sanctuary be cleansed. And it came to pass when I, even I, Daniel, had seen the vision, vision and sought for the meaning. meaning. Then behold, there stood before me as the appearance of a man. So this word vision here, Daniel uses, it It comes from H2377 uh, h H2, and it's "kazon," right? And it means basically a sight mentally that is a dream revelation oracle. The other word, um, not yet. So when Daniel uses this word, he uses it um, in, in light of this particular thing. How long shall be the vision concerning what? The daily and the transgression of desolation. So if you could locate the daily, right? The time that the daily and the transgression of desolation um, trod God's uh, the sanctuary and the host on the foot, that's what that vision is talking about. Everyone's following? That vision covers that period, right? And it's the car's own vision. Amen? So now let's go to the other time he uses the word vision. Daniel 8.16 says, And I heard a man's voice between the banks of the Uli, which called and said, Gabriel, make this man to understand the vision. Remember, when Daniel received the, 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 the vision of the, twin, or the, the understanding, uh, when he heard the question and the answer came on to 2,300 days, then shall the sanctuary be cleansed, Daniel says he didn't understand. Right? And the angel was told, go make this man to understand what? The vision. The vision. However, that word vision is more Right? He uses a different word. Right? The first time he talks about the vision concerning the daily and the transgression, he says it's the kazon. Now the angel is sent to him but the angel is told, explained to him the Moray. Right? So let's continue. Uh, verse 17. So he came near where I stood, and when, I, and when he came, I was afraid, and fell upon my face, but he said unto me, Understand, O son of man, for at the time of the end shall be the vision. Now as he was speaking with me, I was in a deep sleep on my face towards the ground, but he touched me and set me upright and he said, "Behold, I will make thee know what shall be where." In, in the last end of the so what is the morale mar, mar, the vision about? The last end of the indignation, the Bible explains it, right? So the car zone deals with the daily and the transgression of desolation, but the moralat deals with the last end of the indignation, right? The Bible explains it. You don't really need the Hebrew and Greek to understand that. But if someone comes to you without argument, you can plainly go in the Bible and say, look, the Bible tells me what those visions are about. Amen? And Daniel uses those two words specifically because he wants us to understand the difference. There has to be a... Without those difference, people will confuse the daily and the transgression of desolation. Without those difference, you do not come to October 22nd. And so Daniel, being who he was, right? The Lord used him, uh, his character, his understanding, because Daniel was found what? Ten times wiser. And this is his wisdom. He understood the difference between the word maré and kazon He understood the difference between the word sir and room. He understood the difference between the words Kodesh and Mikdash. And he puts it in the scriptures as his signature, his character. Everyone's following? The Bible says at the end of time, Daniel will stand where? So when Daniel arrives, Daniel needs to know this. Who, who does Daniel represent at the end of the world? God's people. We need to know this because people is going to make these arguments. Sasha, you following? All right. So let's continue. Another way to understand what Daniel means by what he says, it says to understand a word, check to see how the prophet uses it in other chapters. Right? So, Elmite says in Review and Herald, December 1st, the Bible is its own expositor. One passage will prove to be a key that will unlock other passages and in this way light will be shed upon the hidden hidden meaning of the, the word. word by comparing different texts treating it upon what the same, the same subject. subject viewing their what bearing, bearing on every, every word must have its proper bearing word. so if we go and look to see where daniel uses these words in other texts yeah. we will be able to rightly understand what he means in those texts amen so, room, where else does Daniel use it? It says, Daniel <coughs> 11, 12. Why do I have it twice? And when he hath taken away the multitude, his heart shall be what? Lifted up. Lift up. Strong's H7311. Mm-hmm. This is the same as the word room, right? And he shall cast down many ten thousands, but he shall not be what? Does that word suggest that something is removed? Yes. No, I'm talking about lift, the, the, the Strong's word. No. The, right? Something was lifted up. So whenever you see the word room, it always means to lift up. Mm-hmm. Right. Let's go to the next one. Daniel 11.36 says, And the king shall do according to his will, and he shall what? Exalt himself. Exalt himself. That word again. This is Daniel using the same word. Mm-hmm. Right? exalt himself, and magnify himself above every God. Let's go to the next one. It says in Daniel 12, 7, And I heard the man clothed in linen, which was upon the waters of the river, when he what? Held up up his right hand and his left hand unto There you go. Three other times Daniel uses this word room, and it always points to taking something from down and bringing it up. Amen. And I don't have it in here, but when you go into the sanctuary system where this word is used, it is used in connection with the wave shift. The, way, the wave shift. Right? And it's always something that's lifted up. Okay? So, because the argue, people do make the arguments, and they try to change this word to sir. Right? So, we, we, the Daniel safeguarded uh, people at the end of the world by using this word in other places. Right, that because on the testimony of two or three, everything is established. Amen. Amen. All right. So, continuing on. Let's look at Sir, where he uses Sir. Down 9:5, he says, We have sinned and committed iniquity, we have done wickedly, we have rebelled, even by what? Does that does that sound like lifting up to you? No. no. So in down 11, verse 30, is 31, and Daniel, 11, Daniel 12, 11, when it says, uh, the daily shall be taken away, it literally means the daily shall depart. It shall, it shall be removed. We have to understand the difference. One is talking about the actual removal of the thing. The other is talking about the lifting up of the thing. If you mix them up, you're going to mix the histories up. And, you won't, and then you're going to believe that the papacy... Um, remove Christ's sanctuary ministry. This is the whole... Satan wants us to believe that. Because if you do, then you can't see Christ working in the sanctuary. All right? Dial 9.11 says, Yea, all Israel have transgressed thy law, even by what? By departing. And that word is H5493. This is Sir. Okay? So the word Sir always uh, alludes to the taking away of something, right? Rule of first mention. It's another way. Let's see how the Bible first uses it, right? It says, um, Ecclesiastes 1:10, this is just upholding the principle of the rule of first mention. It says, Is there anything whereof it may be said, See, this is new? It had been what? Already of? Meaning it was first mentioned sometime before. It can, it's not new. Amen? which was before us. And it says, Behold, the former things are come to pass and new things do I declare before they spring forth, I what? Amen. So before Daniel even mentioned sir and room, the Lord already told us. Mm-hmm. This is the point that I'm making. Amen? Mm-hmm. And we should find all these things in the Genesis because Genesis is the beginning. So let's go to Genesis. Genesis 8. Did I just, I that one, right? yeah. I have it twice. Why? Why? I don't know. All right. So let's go and see use of the word sir in Genesis 8. It says, and it came to pass in the 600th year, in the first year of the first month, the first day of the month, that the waters were dried up from under the earth, and Noah did what? Removed. Removed. Strong's H593, right? Sir. Noah removed the covering of the ark, and looked, and behold, the face of the ground was dry. Man, I don't have the other one. I didn't put it in. All right, let me quickly jump on and get there. Um, The other one was in Genesis as well. What's the name of these notes? Okay. Interpretation belongs to God, yes. It's in Genesis 7 and verse 17, right? If you could just go there. Genesis 7 17. And we'll see where he used room, right? The first time the Bible uses that word. It says, And the flood was 40 days upon the earth, and the waters increased, and be up the ark. And it was what? Lift up above the earth, right? Lift up above the earth. So room always is to lift up, and sir always is to take away or to remove. Even though they're both translated in English as what? Take away, right? It's important that we make these differences because then we're going to fail to interpret correctly yeah. Daniel chapter 8. And Daniel chapter, if you don't interpret that chapter, you can't understand the 2300 days. Because it says, how long shall be the vision concerning the daily and the transgression of desolation to give both the sanctuary and the host to be trodden on the foot? And the answer comes back unto 2,300 days. Then shall the sanctuary be cleansed. So with that, what did Gabriel come to show Daniel? everything leading up to the cleansing of the sanctuary, which includes the daily, the taking away of the daily, and also the setting up of the transgression or abomination of desolation. It's important that we understand these things because we need to learn how to interpret. Right, And the Lord puts those things in here to challenge our minds and to get us to pray to Him for understanding on how to interpret because interpretation belongs to whom? To God, right? So let's go back to uh, the slides. All right. So, one last section, and we're, we're done to the end of this um, presentation is translation. Right. It says in Luke chapter 23 and verse 38, and a superscription also was written over him in what letters of Greek and uh, and what Latin and what Hebrew. This is the king of the Jews. Why would why would the Lord allow them to write this in those three languages? Amen. He has a purpose, right? The Lord has a purpose. For doing this, can you speak Latin? Why did he write in Latin?
1: People around that time could.
0: Okay, if you, yeah, but if you pick up a Latin Bible, what do you need? You need an interpreter, mm-hmm. right? So he placed it up there, right, so that they can interpret. So that those who see it can have an interpretation. But what was the prevalent language at the time? No. Come on, guys. What was the
1: the
0: no, what was, the, what was the prevalent language at the time?
1: Language.
0: Greek. She says that, right? Greek was the, the, everything. Greek was the language of literature, right? So most people could have spoken Greek, right? But when they saw the Hebrew and the Latin, what did they understand? That the same thing was written there, right? So the Lord did what for them? He translated it from Greek to Latin and also Hebrew. Amen. All right, let's continue. We'll see where I'm going with this. It says in these half ages, Pilate then wrote the inscription in Hebrew, Greek, and Latin and placed it uh, upon the cross above the head of, of, of Jesus. It reads, Jesus of Nazareth, King of the Jews. Look at the superscription above the cross. What does it say? What is is the next line? The Lord arranged it. Who put Hebrew, Greek, and Latin on that sign? God. Interpretation belongs to? To God. He arranged for those three languages to be on that sign. Everyone's following? All right. Written in Hebrew, Greek, and Latin, it is a what? It is a call for all Jews and Gentiles, bond and free, hopeless, helpless, and perishing to come. The hand of the Lord was in the what? Inscription, Jesus of Nazareth, King of the Jews. That was written out in Hebrew, Greek, and Latin and place above the cross. So he says the Lord arranged it, and he says the Lord's hand was in it. Right? The Lord's hand is in the translation of his word. Everyone's following? This is why Daniel did what he did, because Daniel knew that the Lord's hand was in the translation of his word. So Daniel used these varying words to bring forth his thought. Daniel was an intelligent man. He was master of the magicians. He was the wisest of the wise men. Amen? He was intelligent enough to know, if I use this word here, it's going to convey this thought. And if I use this word here, it's going to convey that thought. Right? And so the Lord placed it in there so that we can learn to interpret the scriptures. Amen? Alright, let's continue on. Down chapter 5. It says, In the same hour came forth what? Fingers of a what? Okay, a man's hand. Rashad um, um, alluded to that earlier. The Lord's hand was in the inscription. Amen. Here we see what? A man's hand and wrote over against the candlestick upon the plaster of the wall in the king's palace. The king and the king saw the part of the hand that wrote. Then the king's countenance was changed and his thoughts troubled him so that the joints of his loins were loosed and his knees smote one against the other. The king cried aloud, bring in what? The astrologers, the the Chaldeans, and the soothsayers, and the king spake and said unto the wise men of Babylon, Whosoever shall what read Read this writing, and what Show show me the interpretation thereof, shall be clothed with scarlet and have a chain and a gold about his neck, and shall be third ruler in the kingdom. Then came in all the king's wise men, but they could not read the writing nor make known. The king's interpret to the king, the interpretation thereof. Why couldn't they make known the interpretation from the earlier part of the study? What did we say about those who can, who, who interprets? God. 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 What else? We, we said what? The part where we said, um, we have a most sure word of prophecy. prophecy, right? It says, but God has revealed them unto us by his, his by his spirit. Right? Why couldn't these men explain it? Because they had not what? They had not God's spirit. Right? So along with interpreting, you need what? The spirit of God. Right? Let's continue. Now 5 and verse 10. Now the queen, by reason of the words of the king and his lords, came into the banquet house, and the queen spake and said, O king, live forever. Let not thy thoughts trouble thee, not let thy countenance be changed. There is a what? There is a man in thy kingdom in whom is the spirit of the holy gods. Right? So the queen remembered Daniel. Amen? All right. And in the days of thy father, light and understanding and what? Wisdom, like the wisdom of the gods were found in him, whom the king Nebuchadnezzar thy father, The king, I say, thy father made what? Master of the magicians, astrologers, Chaldeans, and soothsayers. Daniel was a master. Why? Because he had the spirit of God. Why? Because he knew how to interpret the scriptures. Right? When we come to that place, because the Bible says, Daniel shall stand in his lot in the end of days. When we come to that place, we should be what? masters of the wise men. We should have an ability to interpret God's word. Sanerian, stand up. All right? Let us continue. Verse 17. Then Daniel answered the king and said before the king, Let thy gifts be to thyself and give thy rewards to another. Yet I will what? I will read the writing unto the king and do what? Make known unto him the Interpretation Hebrew, Greek, and Latin was placed on the sign. Many would have come there and did what to the writing? Read the writing. But what do they need? They need someone to interpret, right? And so, what did God do? He put it in the three languages of the day that men would easily be able to see that it's all saying the same thing, right? If I speak Hebrew, I read the Hebrew, I say, like, okay, that's what it means in Latin. That's what it means in Greek. Amen. Let's continue. Ah, uh, he says, and this is the writing that was written. Many, many tekel eupharsin. That wasn't Babylonian language. That wasn't Chaldee. Right? So, what does Daniel have to do for Belshazzar? Not only interpret that other word. Translate. The translation of the Bible is also God's interpretation. Right? So when the Bible was translated from Greek to English, what was that? God's interpretation. Everyone's following? That's why Ellen White could say, I saw that the word sacrifice does not belong to the text, but it was placed there by whom? Man's wisdom, not God's wisdom. Right? The Chaldeans put the word sacrifice in there. Everybody's following? I'm using this symbolically now. Because the Chaldeans could not do what? Interpret the writing. And so because they can interpret it, they want to give it whatever meaning they want. But, but the Lord has a prophet, right? Was Daniel a prophet? Yes. Then he raised up Ellen White, the prophet, to say what? That the word sacrifice does not belong to the text. She is able to interpret for us what God says. Amen? And Moses says, would God that all his people were? Prophets. This is where the Lord is calling us to be. All right. Let's continue. It says, "This is the interpretation of the thing." Many God hath numbered thy kingdom and what did he do? He take it from one language and put it in what? In another language. Everyone's following. Mm-hmm. Then he says, "Tekel, thou art weighed in the balances and found wanting." Paris, thy kingdom is divided and given to the Medes and Persians. Lastly, let's look at the the meaning of the word translate. What's the first thing it means to translate? To interpret. Alright? So the Bible, the way we have it, is God's interpretation of it. Mm -hmm. Everybody understand that? Mm -hmm. The way Daniel wrote is because God wanted him to write that way so that we can understand the interpretation. Right? Because to not understand it the way Daniel wrote it is to confuse the matter. Right? When Daniel was astonished, the Lord came and he says, I will make you understand the vision, not the car zone, the Moray. Right? The Lord gave Daniel the the, the book of Daniel in such a manner that only those who have the spirit of God can interpret it. Right? The Lord is setting us apart through these interpretations. And this is what we must see. Interpretation belongs to God. The secret things belonging unto God. God, but the things that He revealed to us belong unto us and our children, that we may do all the words of His law. Now, it was my goal to try to, try to get us interested in understanding the book of Daniel, right? It, it, it has a lot of nuances to it, but if we don't understand this book, you're not going to receive the revelation, right? And... Um, By God's grace, in the next presentation, I'll I'll, I'll sing to to make that link between Daniel and the revelation so that we understand um, how closely related they are and how one cannot go without the other, right? To to, to remove one, and this is is what Satan is seeking to do by confusing the point on the daily. He's seeking to remove Daniel, right? If he removes Daniel, he removes the revelation, you, you go dark. The veil will, will remain over the face. But when the veil is removed, you can see things like Kodesh and Pekdesh, right? You can see Sir and Room, And you can make these differences and rightly divide God's truth. Amen? All right. So, also, we can also have faith in the translation that came down to our time. Right. This is another thing that men love to attack. The translation. Right? But it's plain here that Daniel translated, right? Many many tekel, Euphras, He translated that into another language for Belshazzar. Because Belshazzar and his wise men could not translate it. They didn't know what it said. Neither did they know what it mean, right? And Daniel had to tell them what it said, the translation. Tell them what it said, sorry, from the mouth of God and tell them what it means. So what did God do at the cross? He put it in all the languages of the time. So what is he going to do at the end of the world? He's going to put his words in all the languages of this time. Right? This is, the, this, this is what God is trying to make us into prophets. Right? But we just have to surrender to his will. And, 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 and constantly, uh, just let us try to keep learning what he's opening up. Let us be attentive to it. Let us be excited for it. Right? And let us encourage uh, ourselves in the study of it yes I know it can be difficult yes it's a lot of reading yes it's a lot of praying but praise God amen Amen? Amen. all right the more work we get the stronger we we become all right so let us close here with a word of prayer dear Heavenly Father truly indeed interpretation belongs to God we pray and ask Lord that you will please uh, Give us the zeal, Lord. Give us the strength. Uh, give us uh, 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 the wisdom that we need, Lord, to open uh, your word and to interpret it correctly, Lord. Send your spirit, Lord, for it is a spirit, Lord, that, 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 this revel- that brings the revelation uh, to us. And we pray, O oh Lord, that uh, as we leave here today, Lord, we may have just a little better understanding of who you are, what you intend for us to do, and what we must do, Lord, in accordance with your will.